This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. This is The New Way We Work from Fast Company Magazine, where we take listeners on a journey through the changing landscape of our work lives and explain exactly what we need to build the future we want. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. On last week's episode, we talked to Kenzo Fong and Josh Foreman about the future of workplace flexibility. Fong has created a work environment with total asynchronous hours, meaning that there are no set of working hours and no one is expected to be online or in an office at the same time. Employees at Foreman's company, meanwhile, work traditional hours, but only four days a week. But these aren't the only ways to rethink the nature of how we get work done. Another idea that is still rare in the U.S. but is gaining traction is job sharing. Job sharing is, as the name suggests, two people working part-time in the same position. While only about 1% of the jobs in the U.S. are currently filled by a formal job sharing agreement, it is a concept that gained popularity during the pandemic, and the Department of Labor reports that by the end of 2020, around 1 million jobs were shared by two people. Meanwhile, the arrangement has become more common in countries like Switzerland, where our guests on today's episode are from. My name is Irenka Krone. I work at Sanfo as a co-head for communication network and knowledge management with Nina Prohatska, my job sharing colleague. And we've been doing that for four years now. In addition to being job sharing partners, Nina and Ironka also work together at Association PTO, matching and coaching job share partners and advocating for flexible work models. The New Way We Work producer, Josh Christensen, talked to Nina and Ironka about job sharing, how it works, and why it's so appealing for some workers. So I kind of want to start off at the most basic level here, I, job sharing is fairly common in Switzerland, as I understand, in other European countries as well. In the Here in the U.S., where most of our listeners are from, it is very uncommon. I imagine a lot of our listeners don't actually know what this arrangement is in, in, in detail. Uh, so we could just start off with what exactly is job sharing and uh, when did it start to become more popular where you are or at least became on your radar? Okay, so for the first question, what is job sharing? I will give you a definition. It's a full-time position occupied by two or more people who are jointly working together and who are working interdependently and they have a co-responsibility for their jobs. So it's really two part-time jobs working together on a full-time job. And regarding the, the situation in our country, so where does job sharing come from? It comes from your country, from the U.S. The first time when it was mentioned was in 1976 by an American economist. And from that time, it was built up first in the U.S. And now in Europe, we have a bit more cases, more best practices than you in the U.S. because we have a lot of part-timers. And our country here, Switzerland, ranks number two after the Netherlands. When you look at the official statistics regarding part-timers, we have 60% of the total labor force of women working part-time and 18% of men. And this is the reason why we have much more job-sharing cases, because you need to have a part-time schedule when you're working in a job-sharing model. And why was it so attractive to the two of you specifically? Uh, Nina, I'll direct this to you first. Why was job sharing, uh, you know, the right option for you? 
In our particular case, we returned to a company I had worked before. I got a job offer for a director position, and I didn't really feel like going back by myself. And I was just joking, Irenka and I, we worked in the same ministry, the same department. So we knew each other, we weren't close colleagues, but we sometimes, you know, socialized or talked and we were both looking for a job, so we knew. And I told Irenka, you know, this is a job there. And she just said, why don't we do it together? And suddenly the job became a totally new perspective because I told myself, well, I like Irenka. She's great fun. She's good. So this is a nice perspective, you know, to share something together. And I thought with her, I have a sparing partner and I knew where we wanted to go. I wanted to initiate changes in certain areas. So I thought it's good to have a partner in common. I also was looking for a part-time job because I wanted to do freelance work next to it. Plus, I'm a single mother of a son at the time where I thought I have to be around more often. So things just fell into place. Plus, we had complementary competencies, which is a plus. And it also ended up so the, the, the entity was surprised, I think, by that application of a duo. You know, they first saw what do they do with the two of us. But of course, we were so complementary and we brought in so many strengths that eventually we got the job. And I think we're doing a good job. That's interesting to me that you applied as a duo. Maybe that's because it isn't so commonplace uh, here as of right now, even though the idea comes from the United States, which is fascinating that we've kind of lost that along the way. I think less than 1% of the United States working force is in a job share right now, so it's far more uncommon. But applying as a duo, could you take me through a little bit more like the interview process with that and like how that was received more specifically? Yes, so we prepared one common letter where we stated our motivation. So it was one letter. We had two CVs and we added up to the CV one common cover page where we listed, you know, a bit our very good and synthetic way, our competencies. And then we applied. We said we were interested in the job together for this and this reasons. And afterwards, the process varies. In our case, we were invited together for the interview which is the most common way because we both together want to take responsibility for the job. And then during the process, there were also moments that we were interviewed separately. Basically, we were interviewed and it was like a normal recruitment process. Maybe it took a bit more time, but we both had uh, the opportunity to express ourselves, to show what we bring, to ask questions. And then we negotiated together the work percentage, because we are two. So we're working 60% Irenka, and I currently work 70% for the company. So this is something that we have to negotiate. And, you know, so for you information, you know, I was I started some 15 years ago, my first job sharing. And what is important for you to know, you don't have to know the other partner. For example, Nina and myself, we knew each other, as Nina mentioned. We were working at the same offices. We didn't work on a specific project, but we saw each other. But my former job sharing partner, I found her on a kind of part-time Excel sheet at that time. And I was just asking her if she would be interested to work in a job share. And she said, yes, but we have we had never worked together. So the, the important thing is to understand that when you, when you apply in a job sharing, 
you are selling yourself as a package. You meet a person before, you look if it works, and then you just sell it and then you apply. Working so closely with someone, I think the pairing of people becomes very important. You also coach job share partners as well. What is the ideal pairing and when does it not work between the, you know, whether it's non-complementary partners or whether it's just personality differences and and kind of what are the, the tools to kind of work through, especially those early challenges when you first start working together? Before Irenka will tell you the, the answer, but I would like to add before, if you ask job sharing partners, Josh, why do they appreciate in their job sharing partnership? The most common answer you get is being together, not being alone, being able to exchange and having someone with a different perspective very close. So the social aspect seems to be very important, but maybe Renka can tell you more about what is the ideal mm-hmm. job partnership looking like. Nina mentioned very well before, it's a sparing partner that you're looking for. Now, to come back to your questions, because we're also doing coaching of duels, so we have situations where the pair doesn't function very well. So what is very important for the conditions to work in job training? You have to be, uh, you can be complementary or you can be similar. So you have two types. Also in our platform, when you're looking for a partner, you can just insert what you're looking for. For certain jobs, you need a person who is different from you to have it, you know, to reply to the full requirements. And when you're looking at pairs, what could happen is sometimes when they are too different, they need too much time to find a common decision, to work together. This can occur. And we are doing sometimes coaching in situations where the relationship is more difficult. It's like in private life, when you have pairs of people, you have, you know, couples also, it works when respect is here, when you have trust, trust is fundamental, when you have no competition between you. For example, Nina and myself have a co-evaluation. We are co-evaluated. We cannot be competitors. When we are working together, we have the same objectives. We have to reach the same kind of projects and outcomes, and we cannot be competitors. Mm. And all those points are very important to be understood by the partners. When couples sometimes think they can be separate, they can work very freely, sometimes we can see their problems in their relationship. And here we have to help them by mediation, by, you know, supports and coaching to help them to find a way to work together. And so for the two of you, what does a typical work week then look like, particularly around handing off of tasks and, you know, you co-head communication. Um, so I imagine you have a, a, at least someone of a team that you have to manage. What does that particular part of it look like, the team management aspect of, of your job in, in a week-to-week basis? We sharing part of the task. So everything that has to do with management, strategic issues we're doing together And for the other subjects we're dealing with, we have a sort of an order and we are Irenka certain responsibilities and is in charge of certain staff members or the prime like interlocutor. And I'm in charge of other people, other topics. So this is already we sharing. We also split it up the working day. So normally there's always someone here who's working. There are certain days we are here like today, we are here together. We're both on duty. We exchange once a week. 
but often also during the days quickly with WhatsApp messages or with chatting programs or we quickly talk or email. So we exchange a lot, but normally it's very regulated. And for the team, there's always someone here and everyone knows what he or she has to do. And that works very well. Yeah. And for example, today, I can give you this example today because we are also working in the top management. We have five people. And today we had to be really well informed because I was present there and Nina was not present there. So we have to discuss all the difficult or we'd say the strategical topics to be sure that we have the same opinion on each single topic. So we did that, as Nina said, just before. And then I represent both of our voices. And this is very important. And if there's something tricky or more complicated, I have to be really sure that Nina has the same kind of vision than I have. Yeah, so it sounds like obviously, and this is the case with any functioning team, communication and organization is is paramount. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you mentioned before, and I want to make sure I get these statistics right. You said about 60% of women in Switzerland and 18% of men are in part-time part-time situations or, or, or job shares. And I know, Nina, you mentioned that you're a, you're a single mother. Caregiving responsibilities seem like a very common reason why, uh, you know, someone would want to have a job share. Obviously, in the United States, and I'm sure in, in a lot of other places, we've seen an ongoing child care crisis, particularly uh, exacerbated by the pandemic. So this seems even more attractive now. But that's not the only reason why people would want to do a job share. Could you speak to maybe some of those other reasons why someone would want to be in this type of job situation? And what's the personal benefits of that? And also, what's the business benefits of that? Two aspects. Some people, maybe they have another job. They do uh, further education. They have other responsibilities. They're part of a political party, in a sports club, anything Mm. that uses a lot of time. Or simply also people want more free time. This is something also we're observing, you know, the amount of free time is taking up. Um, important is, I think, in general also, people tend to stay shorter in their workplace. They switch more often or people tend to have multiple careers. So like Irenka mentioned, she has her own startup company, plus she's working in a job sharing. So she has time for both sides. So this is the reason. The advantage for an employer is that there's always someone there. Two people are very productive because we both work part-time. We know that statistically we are more productive if we work part-time only. Plus, we mentioned at the beginning, we have complementary competencies. I think you wouldn't find them in one person. So we are more, we say one and one is more than two. We're bringing in, in terms of competencies and energy and drive, we're bringing in a lot. And we can handle different perspectives because we also are quite different. And with certain situations, maybe Renka can handle them better. There are other situations where maybe I'm the better person to, to take a topic further. The network is also higher, as Nina just said, because you're coming mm. from different fields and you have a whole network, stakeholders that you know. So this helps a lot in communication too. And to come back to the advantage of employee, to come back to the situation in Switzerland, we have 60% of women working part-time, and this is also a pretty big problem. Why? Because if you work part-time in our country, you have less chances to get to higher positions. 
And so job sharing is one of the options which gives you the opportunity to work on a part-time schedule, but to have a higher position. Mm. And very precisely today, we have 4% of the entire active population working in a job sharing model. And that represents 10% of all part-timers. So it's still not enough. You mentioned 1% from the U.S. or the U.S., you know, we have 4%, but we hope that there's a clear increase now in, in this quantity of job shares in Switzerland. We will get the new statistics in about three months from the Federal Office for Statistics. Yeah, I'll be excited to see if that keeps climbing at a good rate. We hope really? so. We yeah. Hope so. <laughs> You know, you say it's at 4% in Switzerland, which is probably amongst the highest. It, you know, obviously, I haven't gone country by country through this data, but it's not as common in the United States in the population. There seems like there's so much logical reasoning behind having job sharing from a business perspective to a personal perspective. It seems like something that should be more ubiquitous, but isn't yet. Why do you think it's taken so long for this to become commonplace or more commonplace, particularly when the idea comes out of the the 90, I think it was like 1973 that was first written about uh, in the United States and we're 50 years later and it's, you know, still not that common. Why do you think that is? One first argument is the labor market itself. We had three years ago an economist coming from the United States who worked with the economist who was mentioning job sharing for the first time and who explained to us that the U.S. labor market is less flexible. You don't have so much part-time possibilities. Mm-hmm. The second reason what we can also see with our partners working in the U.S. and promoting the, the model is that Many companies have no clue. They don't know this model. You know, they have never heard about it. HR specialists do not know that. And that brings the whole topic to a level which is much more complicated. We have the same problem here in Switzerland. The the larger companies, they know the models. But the smaller and medium enterprises, they need to get more knowledge about this model. And here, our job is to promote it, to explain it to HR people and also to leaders of company. And in the U.S., what he also said, this expert, he explained that the whole culture also for salaries, because, you know, when you're working part time and you have a family, you have to earn enough money to be a breadwinner who has sufficient money to. We are living here in Switzerland, in a country with high salaries. This helps also to have more people on the part time markets. Those are a couple of arguments explaining why there is this difference between the U.S. and this tiny country, Switzerland. Yeah, I imagine, especially I think about the U.S., health insurance is such a huge issue in terms of people leaving jobs and not being able to travel that health insurance, which obviously we have a much different system than uh, than most of Europe uh, at this point. Nina, anything to add to that? Change is taking time. I think it's important to keep that in mind. And people associate the job and the function still very much to one person. And it's something very different, thinking that, Two people, they split the responsibility. I don't deal with one person. People often shy away from it. They think it's more complicated than I have to manage with two people, the energy of two people. Hmm. What happens if they are stronger, if they don't perform, whatever. So there's a certain shyness. And if you don't have examples, I think it's hard. You know, you can't do what you, what you don't see. You need to see examples. Plus, you need to see good examples so that you can follow them. 
And I think the role of media in showcasing, in showing, in talking about good examples, in promoting the model is important because you need to have role models for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last question. If someone is in a full-time position right now, but thinks that this would be a better option for them and wants to go to their boss and ask about that a possibility of converting their job to a job share, how would you recommend someone go about that conversation? I think it's important that you come with solutions when you bring that up. So you have to have a plan. You have to know if you reduce your job, how can the job still be done? So do you have a partner? You're suggesting looking for a partner. You know how much would it cost? How, do you, how would you suggest organizing your work, et cetera? I think you have to have like your private job sharing business plan ready mm -hmm. when you go and talk about it, but you have to go and talk about it. I would also look for like good examples because you would probably have to like a bit educate or inform your supervisor or the company a bit about the model if it's not very common. But we would, I think, recommend, yeah, to dare, but to prepare a good plan and to just bring it up. There's nothing to lose, right? And then to select your company, you see that Generation Y in Switzerland, like in the US, is requiring part-time. For example, we're doing a lot of recruitment here also at Sample, and young people, they come, and we know immediately they will ask about a part-time possibility. Mm. So if you're an employer who do not give this opportunity, you're losing candidates. That's also the reason why it's a form of branding today for a company when you have flex work arrangements. Yeah. And many young people, they know that. You know, when they're coming, they know exactly what they want. Men have a bit more problems than women. Why? Because women, it's it's the question of, of this way of very conservative culture. Women who have the idea is because they will take care of their children. And for men, sometimes it's a bit more difficult to come with good arguments. But many companies do not ask anymore the reasons for a part-time now because they know it's freedom. Something that came to my mind, you know, we talk now, people, normally a job sharing, you don't work full time, but there's job sharing where both partners work 100% because the important is that you split the responsibility of a position. And if a position is very big or includes a lot of responsibilities, you can also have two 100%. And the benefit for the employee is, employer is that he has just one person or, I mean, he has that duo that takes over the responsibility. And the good examples are the head of the UBS bank, the investment branch. One partner is in the US, one partner is in Zurich, and they share also, each of them works 100%, but they're doing a job sharing. So we haven't really talked about that a lot, but this is also an opportunity and a possibility. Mm. When we talk about this topic, sometimes we make a difference between top sharing and co-leadership. Right. Because when you have a 100% schedule, it goes into co-leadership. And that makes a little difference. But you can find, as Nina just mentioned, many examples on that way. A another question which would be important for you is the question, where can you apply job sharing in every sector or in specific sector? That's a question we were analyzing for a study we did. And what we found out was that in the services, you can really well apply it. In the industry sector, it's a bit more difficult sometimes. We have less requests from company workers working in the industry. In services, it's much more simple. 
And what is also interesting is that in certain specific services like medical services, Mm-hmm. Many years ago, people were telling us it's not possible in that sector. And here we could also see now it's especially specifically possible also in medical fields where doctors are working together, head of hospitals also. So you see services is perhaps the best example where you can have it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about how, especially there in medical services, obviously there is no off time. There's no, it's 24-7. Exactly. If you need medical hospitals, need to work that way. And it does make sense that, that it would be more fruitful to have co-leadership or, or job sharing in, in those circumstances. Uh, and I know we see more co-leadership examples in uh, the United States, particularly in founders and entrepreneurship, there's a lot of co-CEOs and co-founders, and that seems more ubiquitous. But on the kind of corporate level, it's not as uh, it, it's not quite as regular, I imagine. Exactly, co-founders, and this is very very popular too. Yeah, and slash career, the concept of slash career comes also from the U.S. There was also a journalist who came with this book called Multiple Careers Slash Careers. She was also mm. one speaker at our colloquium four years ago in Basel, also from the U.S. So you have a lot of ideas coming from your country. <laughs> Just not a lot of practice. Well, I think that's all I have. Uh, thank you both so much. Thank you, Aranka and Nina, for, for speaking to me today. This is fascinating, and I'm, I'm really uh, excited to, to hear more about this. Thank you so much for all your questions. It was very interesting for us, too. Thank you, Josh. Thanks a lot. This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. And that's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to The New Way We Work wherever you listen. And if you like this episode, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And we want to hear from you. Would you be interested in a job share arrangement? Do you think this should be more common practice? Email us at podcast at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag The New Way We Work. The New Way We Work is produced by Joshua Christensen with editing by Nicholas Torres. Also, thanks to Dana Lorch, who wrote about job sharing for fastcompany.com and connected us with Nina and Ironka for this story. 